Yes, indeed. Another week. Another week. We're back out here. Back out here. Get a little closer to the mic so you can. Am I far away? You got me now. Yeah. All right. You're like a little Tazon day right there. You're like you're not. <laughs> you gotta like, get a little close to the mic so people can hear your right. your sweet sultry voice. All right. Oh man. Okay. I forgot that we don't talk right now. We're supposed to fade this back up. I swear to God, dude, this is episode ninety-four. And I, but you're also tired of shit right now. I am tired of shit. Like I'm about I don't to, even like you're half awake. I can't wait to face plant. Like right tomorrow, you're not gonna remember that you did this. Gonna be like, hey, we shoot an episode and like we did it. Because you're in like sleepy days right now. If we didn't have a recording of it, I wouldn't have believed it happened. You probably won't. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Smells good in here. It smells good in Ed's living room today. What's going on? You got a uh, little baked good action? Yeah, there's some cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls? Cinnamon rolls? Cinnamon. I'll take one later. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Good download. Good click. Good sub. Uh, welcome back to... Why am I saying welcome? Like, as if you had to leave anywhere. You are where you are. Yeah. And you're just inviting us along. So actually, we should, you should be welcoming us. Good on you for. Great on you, actually. Just clicking and having us here. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our pod. Ugh, I say it every time. Check out our playlist. I I use the the p word. The podcast and the playlist occupy the same space in my brain when it comes to p words. So. I say check out our podcast, and they are checking out our podcast. They are because they're listening to us. But right I want them speed. to check out our playlist. Yeah, on Spotify. It's uh, our. It's what we listen to. It's what we listen to. When we're not speaking. It's supplemental Ed and Aaronisms. Yeah, it like lets you know where where our heads are. Yeah. At. Eventually, we're gonna hit twenty four hours of solid music. It's like a day of music. A day of music, and then you're gonna have ev- us every Monday. So. You should be feeding my ego, at least, with consuming Ed and Aaron content for at least a day and an hour, yeah. 25 hours straight. Yeah, 25 hours of just Ed and Aaron in your ear holes. However, today, it's not just Ed and Aaron. Nope. It's Ed, it's Aaron, and it's Tony from One Big Toilet, the One hey, Big Toilet hey, podcast. How y'all doing? Hey, Tony. Ed, do you remember when Bret Hart called America One Big Toilet? When he turned heel, yeah, that's where he got this name from. One big toilet. It's very uh... that in a Simpsons episode. <laughs> Which Simpsons episode? Uh, the one where Marge is like afraid of flying. <laughs> I think I remember that one. Because they they, one. they they tell her she's like afraid to go to school, and her sisters say, you know, and you all have to use one big or every. There's only one big toilet. and Everybody's got to go to the bathroom at the same time. Yeah, it's like that. like anytime you try to suggest uh, like any kind of like leftist progress in america people make it seem like you're asking everyone to piss in one toilet at once (laughs) (laughs) well it is pretty accurate because america is kind of shaped like a toilet america is unbelievably shitty right now it's unbelievably shitty and texas is right in the middle of the shit it's very toilet-esque and you're like where the p-trap is we're right there that's right there yeah. yeah yeah and you're in california where so you're like the slope of the bowl 
Yeah. yeah right? So <laughs> when, yeah, so you, so you get all those streak marks and all those like, yeah. you know, dish, dish. <laughs> weird, there's weird drippings on the outside. <laughs> the the drippings. Uh, but you are also part Gosh, of the. You. You're also part of the Gamma Gator Network, so we finally. I am. I'm the first original Gamma Gator production. Gamma Gator Productions. I'm, I'm the. Uh, <laughs> I like to think of myself as like the Oz of. Yeah. You're, of Gamma Gator, yeah. where like I'll be underappreciated in the long run because whatever like comes after <laughs> us will be you know, the big success. Oh, you mean Oz a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant Oz as in like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like you're up no, there. I meant like Oz. Like I'm like. <laughs> I'm the first. If Gamma Gator's HBO, I'm Oz. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's and, that's pretty good. I, you're right because Oz is criminally underappreciated. It is. Oz is criminally underappreciated. I've, I say this. Well, I've, I I paraphrase from another. Uh, I've heard this, but like Oz was the first prestige television show, really. Mm-hmm. Like, because and it had its roots in theater, so it's more operatic. It's more theatrical. Right. So. It's, but that doesn't translate as well for like what TV is, which is kind of more slow paced and intimate. So you want it to be more like a novel, right? Which right. is like what The Sopranos did, and that's why The Sopranos is is considered like the changing of the zeitgeist. Yes, and every show is basically kind of trying to emulate The Sopranos and basically being a live action novel. That's a but, great. That's a great an- analyst. Uh... But Oz is is it, Oz is unappreciated for. For what it was, because I think you look at it and it's so kind of um, flamboyant and over the top, but it was supposed to be because it was emulating theater. And a lot of jumping, a big jumping off point for a lot of stars. Um, oh, yeah. That was J.K. Simmons, like, first big breakout yeah. role. Um, yeah. And I remember, I think there was one episode where, like, who was the other guy, the main guy who was in, like, everything? Fuck, that's that's so terrible. Somebody's screaming at me right the now. Main like, guy the main guy's in everything. What is he? A fucking idiot. Look, I haven't slept in three There's days. Like ten guys. It's I know. Like, I'm like Beecher. Uh, what is that guy who acts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy and who stuff. acts in the movie. All right, fuck he it. Was he in the says show, words. He got sodomized. And he that's breathes. Like everybody in that show. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, there was, was it the main white guy or it was, the? <laughs> it was the main white guy actually. It, uh, uh, Lee Terrace. Terry. Terrigson, yeah. yeah. There was one episode where, like, he took a shit on J.K. Simmons' face. Uh, yeah. Wow. And, like, smuffed it in his face. And then, like, he, and then it ended, the episode ended with, like, the Shawshank Redemption, like, looking up to, this, to the heavens, like, yeah. Like, it was, like, this big overcoming moment. I never forgot that. I never shook that image out of my face because I was, like, I was maybe, like, 10 or 11 years old seeing a grown man shit on somebody. And I was, like, this is the coolest show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, that's what you from that? I did. That was that was the thing. It's like this is amazing. Yeah, it really was. I was like, holy! Sh-. I was literally a holy shit. But yeah, you're right. Oz is great. <laughs> I should go back and rewatch Oz because I have HBO Max now. So yeah, man. Um. Okay. So do you want to just like tell people real quick about your show, the One Big Toilet Podcast, about what it is and and what it is you're about? All right. Well, One Big Toilet is basically a uh, leftist podcast for people that don't know what the fuck leftism is. So I basically barely know myself. I kind of can see, see myself as like an idiot philosopher. Like I just kind of know enough, but like, as I go on, like learn and grow, I try to parse these things and share them and break them down in a way that kind of works for people that are like kind of recognizing that th- there's a lot of injustice and inequality in this world. And that we, it's actually very plausible to fix it. 
Yeah. And if if I can see this, so can you. And I feel like if the whole point of this is just to kind of get people like again who don't know what it is, who are kind of intimidated or or disillusioned by what they see and say, like, no, like this is like the, these are the facts and like here's what we're trying to do to kind of move everybody forward because a better world is possible. It doesn't look like that right now, but we can, but we got to do that together. And the big point of one big toilet is showing you how easy it is to work with one another. Yeah. I, one of the things that I just want to like kind of give you your flowers real quick. Uh, you do this most of the time by yourself. Like you kind of just sit there yeah. and you, you just, you just go and I don't think people realize how difficult that is to just sit and oh, talk yeah. to a microphone. I could never without somebody to bounce ideas off of or, or feedback off. So, like, just props to you for that for being able to do that Thank week you. after week. And I mean, when you do bring guests on, it's it's pretty great. Like last, like the the previous episode where you talked about uh, the Last of Us too. Yeah. You brought your yeah. your brother on, right? Yeah. Um, and that was really great to hear because it was just a nice change of pace from yeah. the political talk, but. Whenever you do get into your bag, you're it's it's pretty good to listen to. Yeah, yeah. and and we tied that into politics because like, I think that's the other thing that it people did. forget is that everything actually is inherently political. Politics like, are people. Yeah, we, yeah. We we try to 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 say I'm not political, but ultimately all of our actions to any degree are political in nature. So we have to uh, acknowledge that and work through that lens as opposed to working against that lens. And I think I, that's the big thing I try to try to push forward in my podcast yeah i agree with that because it's always weird whenever you see people whenever whenever like someone makes a stance on anything and like sports or whatever that was like keep the politics out of it but my politics are people and these are people in these avenues i don't understand i could do how you separate the two so yeah i never understood like so we can say that yeah everything's political to me honestly hey so uh speaking of people celebrities making stances on things let's talk terry cruz Let's talk about Terry. You know, one day I think what we should do is we should rank all cruises. We should rank Terry Cruz, Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, uh, 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 Cruising USA, J Crew, um, Carnival Cruise Lines. All crews we should just rank at, at one point. If and we're doing that, Terry's not. Terry is low on the list. He's right now. not high on the. Yeah, you can't. List of you cruise, can't put bro. him with with Thomas Mapether the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Mapether the fourth is that's Tommy he, Cruz's he, real name. He should have went with Thomas Mapether the fourth. I mean, yeah. because yeah. who 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 would forget that name? If that when that well, you know why head. you don't? Because that just sounds like somebody who like is in a pedophile sex cult. It's, not, it sounds like Sean Higginbottom. But I'm saying like you can make yeah. your, but you make that name though. You know what I'm saying? If you just roll with that name, yeah, he'd be Thomas Mapether the fourth. And like we see that name on like a credit, it's like oh shit. Yeah, it's like how do you even spell that? Exactly. They made Schwarzenegger work. I'm saying, uh, but Terry Crews um, continues to tweet his way into uh, oblivion. Ob- oblivion, oblivion, which is exactly what I was going to say. Good call. And uh, recently, on July 28th, 2020, the year of our Lord, the year 2020, uh, he said, "Conquer our own negativity." He, but did. he formatted it yes. with each word underneath each other, so that the first letter in each word spells out "coon." Now, do you believe for this to be a conscious effort, or did he just simply say to himself, 
I have I was dreaming. I woke up from a dream state and these four words were chiseled out of stone and they they were on top of me and and they were crushing me and I could not breathe until I took my hammer and my chisel and and I carved out these words conquer our own negativity and then the the words they crumbled upon me and they they dissipated into an essence and an essence seeped into me and it, and it made me it made me stronger. It made me a stronger man. I don't know why he's talking like that, but uh, or or was this just just a just a faux pas? We know what it is, dog. It's it's deliberate and we honestly, know what it is, dog. yeah. Like as <laughs> as a product of the sciences of Yakub on the island of uh, Mappos <laughs> six thousand years ago, I feel like this being the first thing we talk about is a little bit of a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, hey Tony, what's that acronym? St- what does that What does that say to you? Like, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Uh, Glad to have you. But uh, no, I mean, look, Terry Crews has been doubling down on his defense of yeah. not promoting black supremacy, not promoting white supremacy, but promoting equality, which, on the surface, is a great stance to take. However, the avenues in which he is taking them appear to look a lot like uh, Richmond Avenue once you pass Metropolis. Going, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like that 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 appealing to the white moderate kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which <laughs> and I feel like using a Vince Russo acronym just didn't help him though. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, so, okay, Ed. Give me your take on this because I can see the steam coming off the top of your head. Um, like, what's what's going on, man? What's up with your boy? Is he my boy now? I, I don't know. I, is he? Like, you tell me. Is he still your boy? We were talking about him not too long ago after we watching were. Friday after we next. Were. Yeah, we were. And, and we were like, man, he was really great in this movie. I mean, but that's. And all then you, you were like, yeah, it. that's my boy. Dude, nah, now you're misquoting me. <laughs> Like, completely. There's no one in the um, transcript where that was said <laughs> at all. No, I'm but what's going on? What's that. going on? What's going on with Terry? What's going on with Terry? What's going like, on with Terry? I don't know who he's placating for. Uh, I guess maybe he's trying to like keep the um, the checks coming in. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know why he's saying this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... It just goes to that thing where people... Where I just say, like, celebrities... Just because they're rich and they're famous doesn't mean what the fuck they're talking about. We do seem to be putting a lot of. Okay, let's just let's. Fuck. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about pedophilia this week. Okay, I mean it's you brought me on, but we brought <laughs> we brought Tony on, yeah. and Tony and Tony is like you know, um, but terminally but, Epstein brained. Yes, and That's like it's, and it's it's gonna it's gonna ruin my life. And I'm seeing a lot more these days of people getting really upset at Hollywood about pedophilia. And I'm like, what do you want these celebrities and these athletes to do? Not fuck children. Oh, they, you know, well, what no, they no, no, really no. want. No, what what they want is they want them to stop being of, stop being queer and or of color. Mm. Yeah. That's what they really want. Right. They want it to be kind of going back to like white Hollywood or whatever, like their their halcyon vision of what it was, forgetting that that was unbelievably sordid. And unbelievably gay, <laughs> but like th- they want, like they want to, they 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 yearn for a world that never existed. 
Right. And so it becomes like you take it out on these celebrities because sometimes celebrities and it, it doesn't help that like there are movie stars and shit that are I mean, like it's it's one of the like acting is one of the things where a guy can be dumb as dog shit and then suddenly have a huge platform, you know, right. Like, that notoriety works. I mean, like, like I would say like Jennifer Lawrence is she ain't a bright girl. <laughs> she's where she is. Cause she's pretty. And she's really good at playing pretend, <laughs> you know, she's great. In those like, game movies. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, that's how they, that's like, so like, you get, sometimes you're just, you're angry at like this, like, like, I don't know. I think this country has like an issue with nouveau riche. Like, uh, you don't have to, trust you, you, new money. Uh, okay. I got you. That's you know, that's why, like, that's why uh, uh, Six Pack America don't like it when actors and athletes speak their mind because, like, there's a weird pathology in America where, like, you feel like you need to be ruled upon. That's why Donald Trump appeals to, like, conservatives so well is yeah. that he he puts that, like, he, he gives, like, an air of, like, false idolatry kind of thing where they can, they have, like, a place of worship. Yeah. And... They don't want to worship somebody like, like an actor or an athlete because that's new money, right? It's like you're basically a working class person that has money now. Don't but you, like Donald Trump's like never money though, right? Like he's kind of like yeah, he's, he's well, he's, like, he's the opposite. He's like he's old money. money. He, it's like never. Money. That's why they worship him. But, but, he but also, he's like never money though. Like because he's all yeah. everything's like kind of a lie with him. It's not new. Yeah, it is, but I mean, yeah. capitalism's a big fucking lie. Yeah. Like that's one of the things you'll learn on my on my show is that it's all he doesn't actually. Like the money he's worth isn't the actual like money he has in the bank kind right. of. Bill Burr but, has that great bit about he doesn't believe that he could pull out seventy dollars out of his wallet right now in cash. <laughs> like he like he has all these all these names of uh, his name on all these buildings and shit like that. But if you asked him like, hey, can I borrow seventy dollars? He he wouldn't be able to produce it for it. But don't you guys think it's weird how very recently since the whole Epstein thing has has sort of come to pass that like people are. Like I, I saw, what was it yesterday? It was either yesterday or it was Thursday. Um, it was a World Against Trafficking Day or something like that. Oh. And people were like, well, "Why? Why aren't you? Got, why isn't Hollywood speaking out on World Against Trafficking Day when they were all posting black boxes for George Floyd and they were all posting about Black Lives Matter?" I'm like, I never heard of this day. I did not know this was a day. I did not know that this was something that people were. Uh, trying to raise awareness. So if that's the case, raise some fucking awareness. Like, use yeah. your individual platform to make some noise and bring yeah, the you attention. you really believe in this shit, you light a fucking cop car on fire. Exactly, dude. Like, yeah. I, I keep telling, I keep going back to this. Like, CNN did not report on George Floyd. We saw George Floyd because the girl posted a video on her Twitter. Yeah. And she yeah. was 16. And oh. then it started to spread. Yeah. So... If you want people to pay attention to a cause that you care about, make some fucking noise about it. Like, yeah. is that like, am I crazy for thinking that way? Because of the, I know that it's a sensitive topic, and I know, and I don't, I don't believe that it's a political thing. Like, I don't think that there are, uh, you know, Democrats that are like super like into pedophilia or anything like that. Like, I like I, I, I see. Do. I oh okay. <laughs> 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 I don't no, like I don't think it's a bipartisan issue. No, it's not a bipartisan. Yeah, I don't think it's a bipartisan yeah. issue. But though. do we want to go down this road? Do we want to? Do we want to talk about? Do you want to expand on that, Tony, a little bit? 
I mean, he can. Oh, what the the pedophiles? Yeah, I mean, Clinton's all over. Oh yeah, yeah. Clinton's, I think Clinton's you get all to a over that. Where uh, oh that yeah, okay, breath, bro. Yeah, like, yeah no, I think I think it's I think it's gonna be real bad for Bill in a in a role. In, 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 oh yeah. Real quick. Oh, and Dersh, Dersh is fucked. Yeah, they're all over that list. Like they're all Lolita Express. Yeah. They've been all over on the, on the <sighs> plane, man. You know. What I, mean? I just I think the problem is when they try <sighs> to make it a partisan issue when it's yeah, again, it's like I said, not. when I say I think a bunch of a bunch of high profile Democrats are pedophiles. Make no mistake. I also know there's a bunch of high-profile Republicans that are also pedophiles. It's Facts. Just, it's a side effect. Yeah. Of, it's like just having yeah, fuck you money. Though, it's you know it's not. I think the, the thing is, it's it, like that party, that party line, that party division thing, is once you get to like a certain income bracket, bro, that don't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, Man. what it comes down to is wealth and power. I mean, are the like the wealthy and the powerful are the most class conscious people on planet Earth, and they protect their own. I mean. Man, this eat it's the just getting, this eat the rich talk is making me horny. The issue is is that it's I think the reason why we're all like so woke now is that it's become more evident than ever that we're we're living in a time where the number of people in power, the fewest they've ever the fewest it's ever been, if you look at like the sheer concentration of wealth, and their accountability is the least it could possibly be. I think my awkwardness came from somewhere like not as profound as like I became an adult and started paying for shit, and I realized yeah. like how come I have how come I do all this work and get this little money and then look up look up and then see people like on these on this mountain just like doing less work and getting all the money. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? This is bullshit. Is is that like me me becoming adults? Like I'm like this is some bullshit. Yeah, and I think that like that whole. You know, your parents told you, oh, you'll get more conservative when you get older. Like, only work mm. because as they got older. That was a fucking lie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a huge lie. It's like, <laughs> I just work. Yeah. I worked for you, dad, because you were able to buy a house in San Francisco at 30. Shit. You know? Facts. Like, like I'm never going to do that. Yeah. And we have the same job. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, and I also work right. uh, nights. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as an Uber driver. You know how much debt I got, nigga? Fuck. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> um, rest in peace to John Lewis. Rest in peace, John Lewis. We didn't get a chance to touch on it because he literally passed away. I think the news broke hours after we finished recording. Yeah. Um, uh, that Friday. Um, but did you know that he had a comic book? Like they no. made they made a comic book yeah. uh, about his life. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they he basically won uh, the Eisner Award a few years back, which is like the Oscars for comic. Right, and uh, it, I can't. I mean, I I should have looked into um, some of the panels and maybe like posted a photo or something like that. But really well done book. I mean, it basically just kind of goes through the the his his life, uh, you know, growing up into the civil rights movement and really beautifully illustrated. But I mean, that's besides the point. But. Um, yeah, I mean, guy's a guy's a, a legend. Dude. Guy's a legend. He's a legend. Guy's like, a legend. Bonafide legend. Yeah. Um, I don't really know um, what I can say that hasn't already been said, but um, he's had Elijah Cummings. I can say that. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. You want me to say something? That he's not Elijah. He's not Elijah Cummings. Why? I mean, why that though? Because he, it seems to be a common mistake people make that aren't. really... Is it a common mistake or is it a mistake that one guy made? I mean, it was one's enough on a, on a really big platform. One really famous person made it. It's enough for me, I think. Yeah, no. That's I'm a, just that saying. Was, that was, is that 
That was a big slip up. Yeah, am I am, am I just like shooting the flying strays off here? Or am I not justified? No, 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 no. I mean, All I mean, right. okay, fine, whatever. Just sure. aside though, do you you think uh, Marco Rubio sometimes forgets like his wife's birthday and like his mistress's birthday if he's mixing those two guys up? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. You you think you think he just kind of just goes with it? I think he hasn't been in the calendar because he's in like a cut like that. You know what I'm saying? But like he can't remember Elijah Cummings and John Lewis. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like give him, give him the respect, give your mistress. That's all I'm saying, fam. That you know, honestly though, I think that was kind of a dog whistle. I think that like that was just to play. Like right now, I think that like the Republican Party realizes that uh, with with like shit as bad as it is, like the only thing they have anymore is racism. I mean, that's so it's a big bag they got. I mean, yeah. we talked about that a few weeks ago when we were talking about Toni Morrison and when she said to. Uh, Charlie Rose, she was like, she was doing that interview, and she was like, well, "What do you have if you don't have racism? Are you a good person? Are you strong? Do you feel good about yourself?" And if they don't, then that says more about them than it does about the uh, the shit that they say. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, John Lewis, he just seemed he just seemed like a cool dude too. You know what I'm saying? Like he seemed like he had stories, and he would sit down and he would talk to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. He kept marching across like that bridge every. There's that great photo of him with King, and they're like, it look, it looks like they're saying like, like they're singing or like they're praying or like they got some kind of chant going on. But the way that like they they both are like walking, and the way that they both like are caught in whatever they're saying, it looks like they're running up on somebody to say like, yo, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> you got problem? Like they look like they're on some real gang shit. So I love that photo. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace, John Lewis, man. I do want to take umbrage though with uh, what Clinton when he eulogized. Uh, oh, he, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about old Billy Boy. Yeah. What so did, speaking of Billy Boy again? Yeah. But, what did he? What did he say during the uh, the funeral? Uh, well, he he was commenting on uh, John Lewis. He he did an aside in his eulogy where he was talking about the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which was like the the, the civil rights group mm-hmm. group that. Uh, that Lewis was the chair of, but then it went to a gentleman um, named, well, he, he died as Kwame Torre, but his, his name at the time Stokely. was Stokely Carmichael. Right. So basically he changed his name and uh, Clinton was speaking about him because, because um, Torre was kind of more of like the, the, I don't know if it's Torre or Tour, T-U-R-E. I think, I think it's Torre. Yeah. Torre. Yeah. Uh, but so Torre was, was kind of more in the vein of like the the revolutionary aspect, like Malcolm X revolutionary aspect, as mm-hmm. opposed to the 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 more meek. The well, like it's whitewashed now, like how we, we try to make King seem like he was very, yeah, safe, uh, very yeah, very safe and passive. So uh, Clinton's on there talking about how like he thought Carmichael was going too far, but he's happy that like they balanced out, and it was kind of like. I don't know. I feel like it was again just trying to like poo-poo on, like the like the the revolutions we're seeing in the streets right now it was kind of a, a way to say like, oh no, no, you can't go that far. Yeah, we're not going to allow that. And I I'm just kind of sickened by that. I keep saying where, like, oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's what I was leading. I know. I keep like I was telling Aaron. I think that when people ask like, you know, what does writing do? And I'm just like, it got uh. I got the a I got, lot. Yeah, I got the George Floyd's killers um charged. We're still asking for Brianna Taylor to get charged. Nothing's happening. I'm like, people ask why we why do we riot? I'm like, that's why we riot. For it that. got the poll tax, it got women's the, women the right to vote, it got gay rights. Like everything you see, every like expansion in civil liberties came from rioting. Yeah, we got I'm out of here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like suffragettes were like way like molly whopping cops with their purses. Got the first the first black bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh that guy who ate horse shit off the ground after the Philly after the Eagles won the Super Bowl is still walking around free. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know well, how you, effective it let is. Let me ask you this. Do you want to take him down? I mean, maybe That not, man knows no fear. <laughs> not me personally, no, but maybe I'll, I'll lead the task force. I feel, like, I feel like he has his own punishment, though. Like, <laughs> No, I want to be, be the guy that wears, like, the windbreaker, and, like, as he's handcuffed, being dragged out of his kitchen uh, in his underpants, I just look at him and say, that's the last piece of shit I'm going to see all day. Oh, must, that's like a CSI tagline. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. That's what I want for that man. I want that man to to never know peace because he had <laughs> he fucking ate horse shit off of the ground because his team won his. Listen, what else can I do to you though? Look, what you else know, can I, what else here, can I here's do the here's the thing. Yeah, because you're a Yankees fan, right? Yes. Okay, so you're just never gonna shut up about your 27 rings, baby, or whatever. You're, you know. Yes, that's correct. Bullshit. Philly is the the oh, Eagles are one of like the the longest. Oldest franchises without a championship. Yes. And one of the most impassioned fan bases in all the world. That's a good that's a good word, impassioned. I want you to So like that that's, that's like so to win the Super Bowl, to have like a devoted, powerful fan base like that, yeah. you are so overcome with feeling and emotions and like experiences you never thought like you know that your grand your grandfather died mm-hmm. saying the only thing I wish I saw was the Eagles win the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to live this moment for your family and this and that. You're not thinking. You're okay. not thinking. You're so overcome with pet for love yeah, of the game that okay. you're just no, going to eat horse shit. No, I see you what you're doing. You just don't know what to do. I see what you're doing, and I, 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 don't, I, don't, uh, I don't agree at all because here, here's the reason why. One, uh, the Philadelphia fans threw batteries at Santa Claus during the parade, during the Christmas parade. And two, uh, they, 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 they booed a dog uh, when the dog missed a Frisbee. Like oh, somebody, <laughs> somebody threw a frisbee, and the dog went to go run for the frisbee, and the dog missed, and they booed the dog also, in Philadelphia. Also, facts. Philadelphia is the ninth circle of hell. Okay, it is Dante's yeah, so, Inferno. So yeah, exactly. So they're, they're that they're that passionate that like they all dis- they care no, about. No, Tony, they listen. threw batteries at Santa Claus. You don't think that like so, they're not gonna listen? You to know me, Tony. what you want from them? Here, here's the problem: <laughs> is that you have, and I always say in sports fandoms, you have two poles. Mm-hmm. You can either be a Philly fan. Or a Cardinals fan. Uh, okay. And Cardinals fan. Like that's the spectrum. Those are the two poles of the spectrum. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So Car- Cardinals. Are, Cardinals fans are so, like generally really respectful people. Re- smug. Oh. Pious. Okay. So we're going the other way. Obnoxious. All right. Okay. All right. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna side with the guy who is so overcome with his feelings. He don't know how, to, and he's probably three sheets to the wind. Okay. All right. He's drunk, and he never thought he'd live this moment against the Pats. Okay. okay. I, say what you will. The greatest, probably the greatest NFL franchise of all time. You basically like put, like the reason why Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay is because he's still shook from that game. Well then, Tony. You know what? When I arrest this man for eating horseshit <laughs> off of the street, I will arrest. arrest I will arrest you as well for aiding and abetting. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be his defense attorney, and I'm gonna get him to walk. Well then, I hold you in contempt of court, sir. Good day. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Master P, the American Dream. I've been watching the Little Chronicles. I haven't seen it. Have yeah. you seen it at all, Tony? Do you know what we're talking about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just saw Master P, and as a Bay Area kid who came up in the late 90s, I 
had visions of pen and pixel album covers. Yeah, I got very excited. Yes. yes. I thought we were just going to talk about yes. how great Master P was. Well, <laughs> we are going to talk about are. it. We are. But they, they they put together a little uh sort of bio doc series on BET. It's on like BET. A yeah. Um, and it's basically just I'm not going, allowed to have BET. Oh. <laughs> Again, it's the whole being. You can you, know, you can you could torrent it. You can you just get it on the uh, the the black market. Hey, yeah. no pun intended. Um but they're going through the whole uh his whole career and I guess they started off when was the first episode? On Thursday? It was on Wednesday. Then. Wednesday night. Yeah. And what did you think? Episode one. Um he produces it. So I don't know how much we're going to get that he doesn't want to be on there. Sure. But the the best part about watching the um, documentary to me is just watching these dated photos of him. Because he's a very trendy guy. Yeah. So he has like, all these like pictures of him with like the fat ropes. Yep. And just like, or like the Saints hat and shit. Like yep. it's just like, this, I, it could be a photo album of him just like his life, but I'll just watch that. I was a big Master P fan growing up in Jersey because one, the pen and pixel Album yes. covers were great, but two, he just had a great ear for music and a great ear for beats. And even though he wasn't a great rapper, like he could put together a song very well. He was just a businessman. He was a great like, businessman, and like, he and 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 he knew the value of the soundtrack. Yes. Okay, he would make the soundtrack yep. and then say, "Hey, you know what would go with, go with this? A movie." Yep. So they would produce a movie, a shitty movie, like I got the hookup, yep. and you were just like. Uh, fuck the movie. Like, just, just let me just get the soundtrack. Yep. And he took care of his people. He took care of he took care of his cousin, uh, Silk the Shocker, who is his, his brother actually. Uh, is his brother? It's his brother. Yeah. Which one? Which one is? Which one is his cousin? C murder. C murder is C brother's. C murder's his brother. C murder's brother. And then, but he's oldest of five. But isn't he, he like, put them all on? Who's his cousin? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I got that wrong. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, he put everybody on. He put his whole team on. And he made his own out. He made his own la- he, uh, label. He also like signed the best deal like ever, and like it's like ninety six, mind you. People are still trying to figure out how to get a deal now. He oh, had, when Interscope offered him a million dollars, and yeah, like he, he told him no. He walked out. He yeah. was like, "I'm good." Yeah, which is bold because he's. I remember talking about Interscope. We're talking about Jimmy Iovine. Yes, we're talking about Interscope. This is the same million dollars, same company that signed uh, Dre. Yeah, and M and Fifty, yeah. and was this was in ninety six. So this was before, you know, anybody he, really had money like that. He had the wherewithal to be like, if they're gonna offer me a million dollars, how much am I really worth? And he yeah. walked out of the um walked out of the um Yeah, walked out of the meeting. He's a case study on betting on yourself. Bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and the no limit business model is actually pretty good too, with like amazing. signing guys with like low contracts. I can't remember how it worked, but it was like if you had like a he could kind of just like flood the marketplace with guys, and then they would get a better return, but not as good of an initial deal he, or something like that. Yeah, he had a um, he had a distribution deal with Priority Records, yep. so he he owned all of his masters. Yep, he got eighty five percent of everything he put out, and like it was eighty five fifteen percent deal basically. So he just got he would just flood the market with stuff, and he's making so much money off it because some of it eighty five percent came back to him. Yeah, yeah. So he was just doing that, and like meanwhile, we have artists now still can't like yeah. to this day they can't can't get like. A good contract. He's doing this in '96. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, it it amazes me that P set that model and people came after him and was not following that model. No, which was nuts. Because if you're gonna, I mean, the guy was able to uh, take a break and go and play basketball, or at least go and attempt to play basketball he got, professionally. Yeah, he played for. <laughs> He played. For, I mean, played preseasons, but still, he like he 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 yeah. played with the Raptors and the Hornets. I mean, like, could you imagine Diddy like taking some time off to go play with the Knicks? Like, no, never. he would never do that. 
Um, he was he, he was Nickelodeon. Yeah, he had some Nickelodeon. Dude, and not to mention that he had a good, like, not even a good, but like a great vessel in Romeo, his son, to be like the new teen heartthrob icon idol. He was also on Nickelodeon. <laughs> he was also on Nickelodeon. So I mean, like, the guy was just he was he was he was a uh, Lavar Ball. He was a uh, 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 baby Birdman. He was this all before there was this. He was in the wrestling yeah. too, right? Yeah, he he, he like they had a, they had a whole no limit with uh, angle in WCW yep. with Rey Mysterio and, and the Conan. No Limit Soldiers, yep. and they all wore camouflage. And this is when Rey Mysterio took his mask off, so he looked like a little baby. <laughs> um, but I mean, you remember that, don't you, Tony? From from back yeah. in the day, it yeah, was well, amazing. I mean, like, like you kind of forget like that Vince Russo WCW era for a lot of reasons, <laughs> you know? Like, oh my gosh, because like didn't they also they had like the the West like they feuded with like the West Texas Rednecks. Yes. Yes. yes, and they had and, that like, song "Rap Is Crap." Rap is crap, and then they like they forgot, but like the No Limit Soldiers supposed to be like the the baby faces. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like Atlanta-based Southern wrestling yep. WCW kind of. Yep. The if, crowd. The, the crowd wasn't on went, nah. their side. It nope. was. It wasn't Migos Atlanta. It was, this was more like uh, Leonard <laughs> yeah. Skinner Atlanta. Um, yep. But yeah, like there, there was just it, he had his hand in in so much stuff, and it was, it, it was fantastic to watch as a fan. Um, and not for nothing, I'd say that uh, Top Dog is probably still Snoop Dogg's. My, I think it's his best album for me personally. Yeah, wow. Can't so. sleep on that. Can't yeah. sleep on the, the the Snoop Dogg acquisition. That was a big deal at the yeah. time. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has nothing but a guy. He, he has nothing but like high praise for like LeBron being. going to the Heat. Yeah, it was. It was like LeBron. It was like LeBron left uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, took his talents to South Beach, and Snoop Dogg took his talents to New Orleans. And the thing is, the, yeah. the, the, he was so, so sound with Shake Knight when that happened. So they're gonna talk about that in like part three and part four. Oh, about you know what? I should probably tune in and watch that too. So Yo. I'm I'm actually kind of a nerd for that kind of stuff. So yeah, all I'm saying is like my thing is just like I hear people talk about the American dream. Mm-hmm. A lot, and talk about like people like Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. or Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, if you're talking about the American dream, you don't talk about Master P. You ain't talking about shit. Well, yeah. There's a difference between an American dream and an African American dream. No, it's an American dream. Period. Like he came from like Jeff Bezos got a loan from like his parents. Warren Buffett came from a wealthy family. He got the only loan he got was from a malpractice suit when his grandfather died. Okay, now you're talking that talk now. I'm just saying, like, we're we talking about real American dream. Like, that's the American dream. All right. All right. Right, it is, but like he's right. It's it's it's. Hey, all right, I mean, bro. Like, all the ones we embody as American dreams are still rich people that just got even richer. Right. Yeah. Because they don't want you know again like there there's there's kind of like a you know like a, a, a pushback that that like the they you know we always say they, mm-hmm. but basically that those who have the hegemony do not want you to realize you can rise up. So any any kind of any like literal rags to riches story can't be considered like a true American dream. But Jeff Bezos having rich parents and well connected to become the a supervillain for some reason is is that's the dream. Right. Hey, speaking of supervillains, let's talk about this supervillain trying to delay the election <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Uh, Tony, what the hell? Like, uh, can you, <laughs> like, just write it, like, like, uh, like, like, what the hell? Like, okay, the, so, okay, work? let's just let's just let's just connect all the dots here. So, the postal, the post office, the postal service, the United States Postal Service is uh, dying. 
Okay, like it's yeah. it's on its by design. By design, it's on its last leg. And uh, we we're hearing a lot of talk about uh, mail-in voting and and how that's not going to work and how that's going to corrupt the system and everything like that. And the the final piece of the uh, triangle with the uh, I in the middle of it to represent the Illuminati is Trump saying like we should just delay the election. Like why yeah. can't we just do that? Now surely these things aren't all connected, right? No, of course not. No, I think. Uh, the, the biggest one is I I, I feel like I, I, the the post office is actually like that's like a big like passion project or like a big like hill for me that I'm absolutely willing to die on because like we uh, like America is a, like a basically a laughing stock all the world over yeah except for for one service we have which is our postal service right people like to like talk a lot of trash cuz like well one time i got this letter and it was late and it's like okay well they handled a billion letters that day stupid like, right if that if that was a batting average they they would they'd be the greatest batter of all time exactly. you know like the 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 post office does a fantastic job of like a sheer volume and it does it with it, the whole point of it's not to turn a profit that's not the metric in which you're supposed to measure its success the fact of the matter is is that you can send I can send a letter from my house in Southern California to like the middle of Maine, like way up in the hills for 50 cents. Yeah. And it's designed to keep poorer communities and rural communities connected. And so like, that's one of the things that like frustrates me about this is that, is that Republicans want to say that they're out for like small town America, but then you want to cut off their lifeline. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. what what you're gonna end up doing is that like letters to grandma in West Virginia are gonna go from costing her sending her birthday card every year if we got rid of the postal service instead of costing her costing seventy five cents is gonna cost twenty bucks. Not to mention the other it's, essential items people get in the mail like medication and yeah. subscriptions to ballots, ballots and subscriptions <laughs> to things. Like it, I don't think people realize how you yeah. know integral this system yeah. is to our everyday well-being. I mean, think about and, if think about if you don't have the internet and you need to pay your bill and yeah. you don't have a car, you don't have access to get to wherever you need to get to. Yeah. Like how the fuck are you going to pay the, like write the check off? I mean, yeah. And I think the other thing too is that voter I, like if you look at all the 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 shit that they do with again, the the post office has to be like like we like in the constitution it sets up that we have to have a post office for every X number of people or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a federally mandated power. So you can get absentee voting in like communities of color, right? Like poor communities of color. It's easier to get like a, a mail-in ballot than it would be to get an ID to go to the polling place. If you have voter ID laws, because what happens is, is that like in Georgia, they closed all the DMVs in like rural black communities. Yeah. So they made it so you had to take like a three-hour bus ride, bus ride to go get uh, an ID, or six-hour like total front and back. And so, how are you going to get an ID to go vote? Like these are the kinds of things they do to yeah. suppress. Because I said this in a, an episode of mine a, a couple months ago, is that we like to say that this country is like this free country and it's a bastion of freedom, yet it's the one country that fears a majority of its populace voting. Yeah, it's always it's always funny to me because. Every year, every election year, they always bring up this thing about voter fraud. But sometimes, yeah. like, we don't fucking vote. Like, how's the voter fraud an issue? One, we're not even going to the polls anyway. Like, yeah. 
it's such a weird argument that people yeah. make. And that that's also by design. It's keep you disillusioned. So yeah. you don't think that, oh, these people don't represent me, so you just give up. Right. So why you know? why is Trump trying like even announcing, declaring that he wants to delay an election? Like why is this so I think ob- you know what? Like, other than the obvious, like why is this troublesome? <laughs> well, because obviously it's like it's it's despotic, but I think it's again, this is just it's just like a powerfully stupid, stupid man talking out of his ass because like the one thing about Trump is like Trump, you know, people like to say that he's like a calculated person. No. But it's like every evidence to this to no. it is that this guy lives he lives purely in a singular moment. He's like a goldfish. Yeah. He can't remember the past. He does no concept of the future. So he just exists as is at all times. So lots of times you can't even like like he'll say something and you can tell like how like the like his handlers handle it. Right. By what the response is. Cause it's like, he's like, I want to delay the elections. And all the Republicans are like already just giving like the ant, eh, like, ah, now nah, we're not doing that. But I think ultimately, though, part of it is because he realizes he's losing. Isn't that kind of like the, the thing? Like, you know, I, I've seen a lot yeah. of people saying, like, oh, he knows he's going to lose and he knows that yeah. he would lose by mail. So he wants to shut down the system to yeah. get the votes by mail in. But yeah, I. Th- I think that's like that's the theory, but again, I also think that it's really just part of that grand scheme to like kill the post office. Watching people explain Trump, like, and watching him say like, he's calculated is like watching someone explain like an art exhibit. Yeah, that just turns out to be someone just spilled some like um, milk somewhere. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, man, it's, it's like, so w- you see, we see the thing. It's like, no, someone just spilled that. Someone just spilled some milk over there. It's not even an exhibit. Yeah, like somebody just mopped that shit up. I feel like. Like whenever somebody tries to explain to me, like when they try to rationalize Trump, it's like you're trying to tell me like how the color blue tastes. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's like he's that. I mean, he's actually he has smart people around him. Yes. Is he smart? No. Like he does no. not do that. Like it's no, he just what he but he does have like like an acumen. Like he is clever in the sense that for whatever reason he can get Yahoos to eat out of his hand. Like he has a certain genesis qua, some kind of charisma that just he's just a really like, good liar. Like I mean, I think that yeah. I think that's anyone. Like if you lie enough, someone will bite. Like that's just kind of I yeah. think we just have so much decency to not lie that much. Because some point it's the just, confidence. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes at some point yeah. people are like ah okay I'm bullshitting, but he just he just keeps lying. Like he hasn't done anything wrong according to him. Like nothing yeah. wrong. So it's like it's just that part of it. It's like oh well I'm just gonna I I can just deny till I die. Deny till you die. Yeah. All right. Um, we got to talk about this. Uh, this doctor. <laughs> Doctor Demon come. Doctor Demon come. She's not creative because because Demon Semen is right there. Demon Semen is right there. Like Demon, it's like Demon Sperm, like Demon Semen. Boom. Look. Oh, I, oh, the, again, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Again, as a product of those experiments, I'm not as good at the. Uh, <laughs> Rhyming schemes. <laughs> it's right there, though. It's like layup. Um. So okay, Doc, Doctor Ed, Ed the good doctor, as a healthcare professional. Wh- again, again, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I don't understand. You got this lady who says that she was on the front lines of sure, the COVID sure, of the sure. battle against COVID. I'm sure. And she's saying that this hydrochloroquine. 
hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. First of all, let's get a better name for that. Uh, she says she says that this is a surefire cure mm. for the COVID nineteen, and she has a little bit of backup too. She's got like a handful, like right. I don't think like a baker's dozen of doctors that also s- as crazy as she is, yeah. Also agree with her. Yeah. Um, explain to me how this doctor is certainly credible when Doctor Fauci is not. The thing about Doctor Fauci and the reason why people are trying to discredit him so much is that. He has said things that he has contradicted in the past. Um, but the reason why he does that is because we're dealing with a new virus that we haven't dealt with before. So that's just science. It's like how commonplace is that when developing? It's very commonplace. It's like it's, yeah. it's, we have, it's, it's science. It's basically it's like you just trial and error. Like this, this does this yeah. work? We fit research if it works. If it works, we use it. If it if it doesn't, we trash it. Right. And like when we're dealing with a new virus, that's what happens. So everyone's using that as like evidence against him to say, like, oh, this, he's, this is why he's wrong. I was like, he's just doing his job. This is what you do when you're conducting science or doing anything scientific. This is a scientific process. You, you, you test theories out. You see if it works. If it works, you use it. If it, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like At first, he said that masks don't work. And then he found out that masks do work. So it's like, okay, yeah. now masks do work. It's, we learn these things as we go along because it's something we haven't dealt with before. You know what I mean? It's like, and people, people use it to say, like, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It's science, dude. This is what science is. You, you. Yeah, and it, I'm sorry. Go I think ahead. it goes back to like the, the Trump thing, where it's like, the, like we have people that want you to say, "This is the truth," and then they don't understand. Like, well, they, they don't, they cannot understand what the fuck new information means. Right. So it's just like it's it's like that old joke you used to see. It's like, well, you know, Obama was fifty or was fifty six years old today, but last year he was fifty five. Which one is it? <laughs> like. <laughs> like, like they, they like this, like the idea of like prog any kind of progress, any kind of like something new, just immediately makes them shit the bed. So like, they have to like double down, triple down, because like again, they they have I, ultimately it just comes down to you got a bunch of people that are too embarrassed to be embarrassed and won't admit they're wrong. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, that's it. That's the main thing. It's like there, yeah. people aren't feeling shame anymore yeah. yeah like shame is extinct yeah and that's and that's really like and i think because it's, it's like it's like a trade-off right like we have to address that like there are like say like like gender identities and stuff like that that we couldn't fathom or because of like cultural biases or just misinformation like certain things that we were unaware of out of sheer ignorance and once you again have new information you change your perspective because that's what you're supposed to do right but there are people that that don't do that in any regard, and they and so instead, what happens is like as the world changes too fast and too rapidly for them, they start believing everything's a lie because it's like how can I how is like my like entire lifetime of comfort and privilege, uh, like how is that unjust? How did I get? You're telling me that like to a certain degree, I'm undeserved of my success, and then they become hostile over the reality of injustice that they were able to ignore for so long. If you're wondering why everyone is questioning this doctor, Dr. Stella Emanuel of Houston, uh, of A-Leaf to be specific, of A-Leaf to be specific. Um, Emanuel leads a church in Katy called firepower ministries. Also a red flag. Like we have a doctor that's also like a minister 
that should be like I'm not saying I'm not saying run. I'm saying just like get your shoes on. Well, they focus on deliverance using <laughs> rituals to cleanse people of evil spirits or demons. She says she believes in alien DNA, and in 2013, she shared a video saying that certain women's diseases are caused by sex with demons in dreams. Quote, they are responsible for serious gynecological problems. We call them all kinds of names. Endometriosis, we call them molar pregnancies, we call them fibroids, we call them cysts. But most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband. They are responsible for miscarriages, impotence, men that can't get it up. Yes, I'm a demon buster. Yes, demons sleep with people. Yes, if you pray for them, they get better. So, there's that. My thing is, at what point does someone lose their license? Like, at what point did they, like, you know what? You probably shouldn't be a doctor anymore. This, you can't, like, you can't just be out here, like, you know, treating people for demon semen. Well, you know. I'll ask you this Have either of you ever had sex with a demon? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. No comment. Well, okay, I'll see. Have you? Have I? Yeah, have you? Uh, I mean, I've had I've had sex with a woman that sucked the soul out of me, <laughs> like physically and emotionally. Yes, that's I don't know if that counts, but I mean, I guess this is like an asterisk, maybe. Uh, I mean, to be if, determined. It, to be determined, but uh, if you need to find me, I would be outside of her house at three a.m. with a sign saying, "Take me back, please." <laughs> it was nice um hey tony are you familiar with the uh social media platform tiktok am i <laughs> well if you're not you better hurry up because there's a good chance we might not have it in the united states anymore oh yeah this this is wild <laughs> uh president donald trump said he would take action as soon as today saturday uh, to ban TikTok, a popular Chinese video app that has been the source of national security and censorship concerns. Trump's comments came after published reports that the administration is planning to order China's ByteDance to sell TikTok. There were also reports Friday that software giant Microsoft is in talks to buy the app. As far as TikTok is concerned, we're banning them from the United States, Trump told reporters on Friday on Air Force One as he returned to Florida. Trump said he can use the emergency economic power or an executive order to enforce the action, insisting, I have that authority, he had added. It's going to be signed tomorrow. Um, so I know that this word gets thrown around a lot, and because of that, it has sort of lost a little bit of its punch. But TikTok being a Chinese-based application and Trump wanting to ban it amongst uh, you know, uh, all these security breaches and things like that when he does not want to do the same thing to Facebook or even WhatsApp. Is this racist? <laughs> I think that it's, um, I think it's multifaceted. I think one of the big ones is um, the, the biggest, when I was thinking about it, and I, I just put this on um, my Twitter, not the show's Twitter, but my Twitter at ABHBaybay, B-A-Y-B-A-Y, um, that, that TikTok is kind of threatening for, again, like a cultural hegemonic model because uh, Instagram has the worst user interface on planet Earth. Like, I don't know how to share a post because like, like, I'm kind of, I'm fairly computer illiterate. I don't even produce my own show. Zip from Notre Dame Qualities does. Um, <laughs> like... As I'm, like I said, I'm not savvy to a lot of these things. But the problem is, is that uh, Instagram is again is too complicated for like an old 
Uh, Twitter is just filled with the worst human beings on planet Earth outside of like like Reddit, 4chan, 8chan, those things. Mm-hmm. TikTok is like a, a nice opening for like the Facebook normie to Chinese communist Maoist pipeline or like leftist pipeline <laughs> where like you can be watching a lot of these funny videos and like I don't even watch them on tick like on the TikTok itself like I just get high and I'll watch like Vine compilations because I miss Vine oh I love so Vine. much mm-hmm. love Vine, Vine was great Vine, Vine like like the fact that Vine doesn't exist is proof that the CEO of Twitter Jack Dorsey's the dumbest man alive. Yeah, because like he couldn't keep the best thing that's happened in the past fifteen years afloat. Yeah, that's but that's so not like bad. you watch like TikTok comp or YouTube compilations on on um, YouTube or whatever, but then the algorithms kind of put you like in a circle mm-hmm. where you end up watching like the same three or four compilations over and over again because right. you just gotta get an algorithm loop. So you break it up by watching like other things and you go to, like TikTok ones. Yeah. Like to kind of give you some more variety, and um, but you see a lot of them, and they are kind of more politically left leaning than like most of like like YouTube is the opposite. Like YouTube, like you you're watching a video game, like a video on like like how to catch something in Mario Odyssey, and the next thing you know, you're getting these like videos suggested to you, like you might be a fascist. You know, <laughs> and like they brainwash kids, but like, so like TikTok is dangerous because it gets you to be like, okay, you like this one? Maybe you should read Marx. Like, you know what's interesting? So, you know what? Uh, AOC has recently taken to TikTok to try to get the military from to prevent the military from recruiting through TikTok because I guess they tr- yeah. they show ads and to Twitch. There. Yeah, they're going and, through Twitch. Yeah, they're going through Twitch, Twitch as well. Yeah, and. I guess this has not been kind of breached before. So it's like, here's here's the issue: is that there's too many old people in our government. Yeah, and they oh, don't yeah. and they don't understand how the internet works. So they probably have never heard of Twitch. Oh yeah, you like that that um that breach. And that's like one of the reasons why TikTok is so yeah. dangerous too, is because like they can barely wrap their heads around Twitter. Right. So how are they going to understand TikTok? Yeah. And yeah. Now you're telling me that like, wait, hold on. There's this other app where the kids are making the wobbly voices kind of thing <laughs> and like yelling at their cats. Yes. What What's going on here? Yes. Yeah. And the face chat. Who's that? The, yeah. The snap book. And uh, like it was actually used to do a lot of like BLM protest organizing and stuff like that. Because right. again, because old people aren't on it. Right. So they couldn't come in to and that degree it up. unless like your grandson shows it to you and then if if you're doing that then like you're probably one of the cooler boomers who like like was more left on the spectrum Mm -hmm. so i think that's where it boils down to is that this one's like a big threat and again it is owned by china and i'm not uh anti-chinese actually i think that's one of the big one is that also like in the like we're basically in a new cold war at this moment that people don't kind of realize and china's winning yeah Certainly so, feels that way. Yeah. Especially right now cool. since we can't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, speak- right. When you're doing when you're doing worse than the, the country where the virus came from, <laughs> you got a problem. Hey, but uh speaking of social media real quick, have you guys accepted the challenge? The hashtag challenge? Uh, I haven't gotten challenged. No. You haven't gotten challenged. But I've seen it. 
you seen the hashtag challenge accepted? I've seen the black and white photos. You seen all these black and white photos popping up on the timeline? I have. All these all these women posting selfies of themselves. Yeah. Um this is kind of a thing that happens where there are these really vague posts that start to pop up on either Instagram or on Twitter where people will just post like a photo of like something. And it all has like a reoccurring theme with like this hashtag something something on it. And you're like, what is this? Like, what does all this mean? And you see it more often and more often. And then less less often will people explain what the fuck is going on because right. everybody likes to live in secrecy. Like, oh, if you're if you're cool, you know about it. Like yeah. if if you are you not cool if you don't know about it. Like, are, are you cool? Well then I guess you know about it. Well, you don't know about it? Well, I guess you're just not very cool, are you? Um but this one, this one popped up, and nobody looks cool after figuring out what 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 this was all about. So, peop, women were posting black and white photos of themselves, yeah. selfies, saying uh, hashtag child accepted and hashtag you know strong women, women empowerment, whatever the fuck it was. As it turns out, it's a little more nuanced than that. And apparently, there's some serious issues going on in Turkey right now where men are slaying women by the dozens. Yeah, Jesus. And the reason why this this challenge became a thing was because women in Turkey were uh, posting images of themselves in black and white to represent the women that were being printed in the or reported in the newspapers with black and white photos. Because they, they just got murdered. Because they, yeah, they were just killed with, and it doesn't really seem like anybody over there is doing anything about this. Like there doesn't need, there isn't much of an outcry for it's kind of totalitarian regime in Turkey, though. So basically, it's kind of to get anything done over there. So naturally, it found its way to uh, Instagram, found its way to America, and so with that, uh, it sort of lost a little bit of its meaning. Right. Um, you got to be careful when you're partaking in these kinds of things because as great as it was to see all these beautiful women on my timeline uh the reasoning behind it ended up being kind of uh tragic to say the least it is tragic but at least it's still it's not i don't think it should stop you from doing it though i think it should make you do it more at least they have meaning behind it but if you don't know yeah isn't this kind of the same thing as hashtag blackout tuesday where you, you just kind of you just kind of post it and then you don't say anything else about it later. It kind of is, yeah. but at the same time, it's like it's good to like now we're telling you that's what we're doing now. We're trying to tell you at least a few of you so you can know what's yeah, going but on. Yeah, I think that like I I get like sometimes if you appropriate it, you like you start washing out the message. Yeah. Like again with that with a with the blackout Tuesday or the one where that's like where everybody started just post the black image on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Is that they were doing it at the same time when like protests were like at a fever pitch. So mm-hmm. like you would like you know people would do that and then also had you know multiple hashtags like that and then hashtag BLM and then they were using hashtags that were actually used for direct organizing. So instead of getting pertinent information, you were just seeing a bunch of black squares. Right. Yeah. You know, so it can also be used to wash out uh, crimes that are or not crime, but it could be used to wash out activism. Right. Exactly, you know, which is, and that's what we should be cognizant of and afraid of. Yes, exactly. Because like right now, and I think that's what I said. Right now, you're seeing a lot of like that, the the banning of TikTok. There's a lot of like grassroots organizing that's going on for people who, like, we now have platforms that they cannot comprehend. Right, and that's scaring them shitless because they don't know, like, because they can't figure it out in time to react. 
So that's why you're seeing things like TikTok and these things that are kind of are doing that because like ultimately is that whether we win or not, like fully, I think that like the ideological victory is becoming inevitable where it's going to be harder and harder to ignore the, like the voice of the struggled, Mm. you know? And that's why they're trying to crack down on this. So it's like less about China. TikTok's less about China and less and more about stopping an organizing instrument that 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 the powers that be aren't savvy to. That they can't act upon fast enough. Like that's they're scared and they don't know what to do. Like I said, a lot of this we're going through is we're in a world that is like like a like a world that is dying and a new one is being born. So we're kind of in this weird transition where like, that's why everything feels so fucked up and so upside down. Right. Is because we're in the changing of the zeitgeist in a way that we're more aware of than ever before. So since we're here and, uh, wanted to, uh, I was trying to think of like a clever name, like a clever pun for, for your name, Tony, but I couldn't think of anything. So we're just going to call this Tony's platform. Okay. So let's give you, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, this... Yeah, you know what? I want to talk about uh, Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson, right? Michael, Michael Thompson uh, is a man incarcerated in Michigan. He was arrested in 1994 for selling a bag of marijuana, a bag of cannabis to an undercover cop. And he is serving a 60-year sentence, a life sentence in Michigan for selling cannabis. Since he's been in jail, he's lost his mother, his father, and his only son. And he has recently been exposed and infected with COVID-19. So if you can go to freemichaelthompson.com, you can help organize to uh, make your voice heard, help free this man. Because he is he's being incarcerated for a life sentence for selling cannabis in a state where recreational cannabis is legal. I mean, that... Gosh, damn. That is so fucking unbelievable. It's so yeah. it's so unbelievable that, like... It's unbelievable. I, well, no, but yeah. also, yes, because look at how fucking fun weed is now. Like, you have all these dispensaries yeah. popping up, and you have all these commercial, all these fucking cooking shows with, like, oh, we're going to use weed. Like, fucking, yeah, right? Vi- fucking Viceland. Bong Appetit. Bong Appetit. Like, yeah. 70% of their programming is, is concerned with weed. Seven, I mean, wait, 70. Come on, think about I, it. I know. Yeah. You, I'm, you I'm go in, it, yeah. you can go in. Well, I don't know because you guys are in Texas, but here in California, you can just walk into any store and some guy's going to come up to you and just be like, yeah, you know, so like this is like a really good daytime high. And like it's got like a really like kind of really great like black raspberry turp with like kind of like a sage afternoon. And like it's really good for like <laughs> jogging and this and that. But like if you really want like a nighttime like wrestle thing, <laughs> I've got this great purple oh indica right over God. here, bro, that's like. It's uh God, it's it's got like a really, really earthy terps, you know, like kind of like port wine, and uh it's really great for just like chilling out and relaxing. <laughs> like, what and, the uh, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, and uh yeah, you and like this neighborhood shit, used huh? to be a community of color, now oh it's not, God. you know, like <laughs> yeah, said it, you said it just not and yep, yeah, yep. That sounds yeah. good. Yep, the terps terps, yeah, the terps. But yeah, like terps, you, yeah, like but just like you said, this guy's serving sixty years for doing some shit that is now considered Yeah. A recreational activity Legal. And again and it, and it was something that again like you, we like i hate this like again this is like why i think that the, like, that's why conservatives are so obnoxious and like there's like a degree of moral absolutism where it's just like this 
we call it the just world theory, right? It's like, well, if you don't want to go to jail, don't commit crimes. It's like, well, then also you have to recognize like how communities are impacted and how resources leave you with, without options. And you have to sometimes resort to committing illegal acts to survive. And who's really the, like, where's the onus in that situation? Like, who's actually responsible mm-hmm. for, for Michael Thompson being in a position where he had to sell cannabis to, to feed his family? Was it him or was it Roger Smith moving all those plants to Mexico? You know? Woo. And like, also, like, who's the victim? And I say this as yeah. someone, I say this as a, as it's a, it's, it's a, it's a vice. As like, a straight edge man. Like, it's yeah. fucking weed. It's a vice. Like, it's, there's no victim. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what vice crime is. It's like, there's no, like, this guy sold weed. This guy bought yeah, it's, weed. It's immoral. Like, no one's getting, like, that's, <laughs> like no one's it's immoral getting, according to somebody's hangups. It's like, the oh, vice means. It's like prostitution. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there's no victim or well, or nudity that's, in general. That's that's yeah. oh, that's a nuanced thing. There are some. Well, actually, I'd say that prostitution's an interest again because that goes back to the level levers of power. Right? right? Is it? Are you being coerced? Like, yeah. Are you being coerced? Are you being exploited? Right? Yes. Like, who's really being exploited? The guy selling weed or the society? Or yeah. Or is he being? Is the person buying the weed or is it really Michael Thompson for being in a situation where? that was the most viable option for him to sustain himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So what was that website again? For FreeMichaelThompson.com. You can also check out the action pack. There's a lot of uh, cases like this, but I think this one's, I just saw this one today and it really set me off. Uh, yeah. That this guy is, again, he's in a state where le- weed is legal and he might die of COVID-19 because again, we like, our carceral state is so abhorrent and so in- inhumane that basically these these prisons have become uh, just incubators. Colonies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's disgusting, and, and no one gives a shit about it either. And no one gives a shit yeah. about it. Um, do you have an education for this week? I was, I guess it leans to the moral absolutism thing you're talking about earlier. It's just saying that. Uh, do you think you're a good person? Are you asking like no, me? Yeah. Like, is that a hypothetical question? No. It's, uh, oh, okay. Uh, do I think I'm a good person? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I am, but there's probably people out there that would not agree. Right. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think that I am. You like, don't think that you are? Nah. Have you ever killed somebody? No. You're pretty good. I mean, it's just, I to me, I think that like, uh, I think that people lean on that idea of being a good person. Mm-hmm. And they say that they're a good person, and they use and they and they compartmentalize their deeds and justify their being a good person by doing this, this, and this, and kind of leave out. Oh all the well, other shit! Stages. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I've lied. I mean, yeah. So it's to me, it's like I feel like all have I, I ever cheated on my taxes? No, no. But I feel like all that I am, all that I am is all is what I do. And I don't know if that makes me a good person or not. And I think that people have to take that same. This is kind of a downer, man. I'm just, I feel it, no. You know what? I I will say that this is this is a positive, right? Is that if you recognize that in your heart you are not a good person, that you understand that as as a human being you are flawed and you have like wickedness or like whatever in your heart, that to be cognizant of that is a profound thing, and we should all use that and recognize our own our own evils and try to not use them to rationalize the good, but instead be cognizant of them and find ways to make sure that we do not 
perpetuate those evils in the future. Right. I think everything counts. It's like a sol- yeah. like soldiers in a war, like on two sides of a war. Mm-hmm. Is one is one soldier good and one soldier bad? Yeah. They're doing the same thing. <sighs> so that's all I'm saying. It's like. Well, I think you know. Again, I'd, I'd say, and this is going to be a hot one, but like, if say if you um, invaded an oil-rich country off of right. false pretenses and yeah. massacred civilians, I don't think you can sit there and even though the country is proclaiming you're a hero, yeah, in reality you're a monster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're if you're a prison guard, or if you're if you're serving and protecting, but in reality all you're doing is per, you know as a police officer you claim to serve and protect the citizenry. But all you end up doing is protecting the interests of private property. Are you serving and protecting your community, or do you see the moneyed land as the only thing that matters? All you are is what you do. Yeah, I don't think this. I don't think. I don't think it goes. I think that people like play it safe and say that I'm a good person because look, I have a family. I have to do this, this, and that. But like, you yeah. also. Did this other like if you're a soldier you also did this other stuff too? Yeah, and all that you can counts. donate all kinds of uh, toys to tots, but like you can still be racist. It all counts, man. Yeah, it all counts. All right. Well, I guess with that being said, <laughs> maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe I am a piece of shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know we all are, but we can all be better. We can all be better. I'm yeah. gonna go home and take a long bath and look at myself in the mirror <laughs> and reflect. On my past transgressions, and I'm probably gonna cry. If I'm being quite honest with you. Hey, crying is good. Hey, Tony. Cathartic. Uh, Cathartic. Thanks for joining us, dude. Yeah, this was really good. Thanks this, for having me on. This was fun. This yeah. was very fun. This is gonna be probably one of our better episodes because this is, I think this is the smartest episode we've ever done. <laughs> like it's, it's it's either this one or the ones we've done with Larice. Like those oh, yeah. are the smartest. Yeah, episodes. you've done some great ones, and I think you guys, you guys in Cult Forty Five, helped me. Like, like the the podcast Blackout. I I've, I thank you for like. Letting me be be a part of that. Oh, dude, no, that was and, that was really and, cool of you to do. Yeah. As well. And again, like I like I say, is that it's um, uh, like I think it's hard for like I said as a, as a white man is that the the we have more in common with one another, and I think that's where we're like that's the fear we have, and that's what they, that's why they that's why um, Kwame Ture is considered too radical or this and that or Fred Hampton had to die is that Mm. for the powers that be is that when we recognize the the class struggle Mm -hmm. of working people Mm -hmm. then it what what it does is it makes you more empathetic and then again you start seeing where you were a bad person where you were uh, because because they're also like you know like you like I'm never gonna understand 400 the 401 years of pain you know these kinds of things we're never gonna have i can't do that but i can at least recognize that that's a pain that needs healing and work to help do that there you go man see like well said sir thank you very much um yeah if you guys haven't yet go subscribe please to one big toilet podcast follow uh do you, do you want to give them your socials real quick? Your social media? Yeah, I, well, we got uh, there's the one big toilet Facebook page uh, on Instagram again. I like I cannot wrap my head head or tails <laughs> around Instagram. I just check messages to see like, oh hey, what's what's going on with uh, with yeah. the Gator? Because everybody seems to be on that on the, as like our direct messaging hub. Yep, that's it. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I never post there. We have the we have the 
the the, the show page itself, and then mine is at abh brand because I thought it'd be funny to misspell brand. I'm on Twitter <laughs> at abh baybay b a y b a y. Twitter for the show is toilet underscore big. There's the one big toilet Facebook page. And again, check us out. We we just we talk about how the nature of capitalism is basically destroying us all, but we can fix it and we can make the world a better place. Facts. I believe in that, and I think that that's where we are at this moment is on the precipice of a great profound change, and that's what they're afraid of, and that's what they're trying to stop. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Thanks for subbing, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Camelgator Productions. <laughs>